This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 16th of July. In your Squiz today, continuing to lock down, getting world leaders together, DIY medal ceremonies in Tokyo, and light and fluffy. This is your Squiz today. Try as we might to not lead the podcast with COVID news. Alas, here we are, Kate. Mm-hmm. Late yesterday, the Victorian government announced a five-day lockdown of the entire state. Yeah, that's right. So those restrictions that were in place last month are back for everyone in Victoria. You can't go five kilometres from your home, masks whenever you leave the home. And those it's relevant to, Simone, I think, know the rest. The big concern for Victoria is the transmission of the virus at a footy game. Over the weekend, a man was there infectious. He passed it on to people he didn't know. So this just highlighting the government says how easily this Delta strain spreads. As for New South Wales, no real updates except that there was a bit of a dip in cases yesterday but still a good chunk over 20 were infectious whilst in the community and Premier Gladys Berejiklian has told the state time and time again Simone that until that gets to zero or very close to it the lockdown can't be lifted. National Cabinet is meeting today as it does on a Friday and there's been lots of tit for tat about the federal government providing financial support for the states. Yeah, earlier in the week, Premier Daniel Andrews accused the Prime Minister of giving New South Wales preferential treatment when he announced a $5.1 billion package for the state. But on waking up this morning, Simone, it looks like the Prime Minister and Daniel Andrews have done a deal that will see the federal government give financial support regardless of the length of the lockdown. So the asterisk on that includes that affected workers must be located in an area that's been declared a hotspot by the Commonwealth Chief Medical Officer and state and territory governments must also agree to provide economic support for the same lockdown period, whatever that may be. And Scott Morrison also said that he hopes this new agreement will be a model for other short lockdowns and backed the stay-at-home order, saying they're necessary to control the virus. And he said this Delta variant, Kate, tends to be rewriting the rules. Yeah, we've heard our leaders say time and time again that this is the most transmissible COVID strain researchers have found yet. And it's not just Australia that's struggling to get on top of it. Simone, officials in the US, the UK, Indonesia, Japan and many more have expressed concern and they're putting in place plans to combat it. So we know it spreads quickly, but whether it's more deadly, the jury is still out. Yeah, the good news is that vaccines are effective against it if you're fully vaccinated. From COVID numbers to unemployment numbers, Kate. Yeah, the unemployment rate fell 0.2% to 4.9% in June. That's the lowest level in a decade. Almost 30,000 jobs were created last month. The big disclaimer on this is that this was all pre the current New South Wales and Victoria lockdowns. So some say we can expect to feel the pain of that in the coming months. I feel like a broken record on this. We were only talking about this a few weeks ago, Simone, but underemployment. So those who work but want more hours is heading up upwards so the opposite direction especially for young people so that's something to watch yeah it is kate and another thing to keep an eye on is wages growth at budget time treasurer josh frydenberg said unemployment will need to have a four in front of it before significant wage pressures build now it does so it'll be interesting to see where that goes 
APEC CAPE is the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation, which includes 21 countries in the region, so all the way from New Zealand to Russia and everything in between. It was due to meet virtually, of course, in November, but the host of that meeting, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, has called an emergency meeting. She sure has, and it's happening today. Most members of APEC will be attending, so the likes of Joe Biden, Vladimir Putin, China's Xi Jinping, Scott Morrison, of course. It's unprecedented, an early meeting like this, so she's done well to coordinate diaries, I reckon. The reason for the meeting is that she wants to discuss making vaccine rollouts more efficient in the region and talk about how the region can mitigate the economic fallout. She's also expected to argue for more resources for the COVAX program. So that's the program that was set up to ensure equal distribution of vaccines. But so far, it's struggled to give enough to those low-income nations. In her words, Simone Ardern says, nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Those in the know say not to expect a big announcement, though, or anything like that. It's just a chance to chat. Yeah, it's an informal meeting. APEC economies had suffered their biggest decline since World War II over the past year, with 81 million jobs lost. To Germany now, where reports are nearly 50 people have died, many more are missing, and that's following some severe floods in the region, Kate. Yeah, so the part of Germany we're talking about is in the northwest, so up towards where Germany borders Belgium and the Netherlands. Both of those countries are also affected by this flooding. What's happened is they've received a lot of rain, and that's meant a number of rivers have burst their banks and flooded towns. It's still raining, Simone, so more damage to come. Shipping has been suspended on the Rhine, and reports are this is a once-in-25-year event. Yeah, the footage is pretty devastating, Kate. Germany's Chancellor Angela Merkel is actually in the US. She has a meeting with Joe Biden this week, but she's described the flood as a catastrophe and said we can expect the number of deaths to rise. The US, after nearly 20 years, has set the date of September 11 this year to have all troops out of Afghanistan. Now they've also announced they'll be evacuating Afghan interpreters who assisted US forces. Yeah, and that's because in recent weeks, the Taliban have made really rapid advances across the country. The fear yeah, is that's right. they're in danger due to their ties with the US. There's 2,500 of them who will be initially evacuated. Reports say they'll be housed in military facilities, either in the US or a third country while their visa applications are processed. At the same time, Simone, we've heard from former President George Bush. He was, of course, the president who first sent troops into Afghanistan. He said he thought the withdrawal more broadly could have unbelievably bad consequences That was his quote for the people of Afghanistan. Of course, this is a war that Australia was involved in. And earlier this week, our former Prime Minister, John Howard, said Australia has a moral responsibility to help Afghan interpreters and other staff who worked with Australian agencies. It's something that Scott Morrison agreed with. However, reports are there's no plan to join this evacuation mission. That's right, Kate. And still in Afghanistan, overnight, government officials said they had negotiated a ceasefire with the Taliban, something they have denied. Organisers of the Tokyo Olympics have announced some measures to help keep the Games, in their words, Kate, safe and secure. They have, so there'll be no handshakes or hugs. That's banned, Simone. And if you win a medal, you'll have the honour of putting it around your neck yourself. <laughs> Face masks on the podium as well as for officials. And then, of course, there's no spectators allowed, but there will be what they're calling an immersive sound system of crowd noises that will try and create an atmosphere for athletes. It's kind of hard to imagine, Simone. It's going to be quite different to what we're used to. Yeah, 
definitely going to be quite different. We don't have to wait long though, one week to go until the opening ceremony. And on that, the team at Sport Today are planning some extra podcast content for the games. Stand by for that once it kicks off. It'll be available each day after the Squiz Today podcast. Friday Lights is a section of the Squiz Today email that pulls out the lighter stuff squizzes might be interested in. There's usually a recipe and some recommendations. Today, a link to a book excerpt by none other than Sally Rooney. Yeah, Friday Lights is a great section of the email. I always scroll down there on a Friday and have a look at it. If you're not signed up to the email, give it a go. She's back, Sally Rooney, Simone, with a new novel. I'm sure plenty listening have read her books, Conversations with Friends and Normal People. Normal People was all a buzz last year when it was made into a teleseries. Her new one, Beautiful World, Where Are You, is coming in September. But for now, there's a 9,000-word excerpt for those who just can't wait. Simone, did you get into Sally Rooney? I do. I've read her other two books and some of her short stories, which I've really enjoyed. So looking forward, Kate, to this new one coming out. To round out the week, a ricotta cheesecake recipe, Kate. Yeah, light and fluffy how that one's described. So that got me absolutely hooked. I think I might have to make that on the weekend. Yeah, we had some friends bring that around one time. And let me tell you, you can't stop at one slice. It is that good. (laughs) I'll pop a link to all of those in your episode notes. That's a wrap from us today. Enjoy your weekend and we'll catch you on Monday.